Okay, so last week we ended off talking about this uh, Gemara of Malikat Lakula Malikat Lakalga. What I want to do is I want to read the Gemara again. I want to read Rashi. We have three kashas, we have three kashas, and then we'll start picking up from Rishenim, Achrenim, and see how it goes. So the Gemara says, we so far have said the Din of Rav, Karen Kain Shaganav, Kefavodad Ahik, Shasamad Abedin. We asked the Kasha from Abraisa of Chushav Eishmina. And we said that was an exception because I don't have a Timna Vachakal. So now we're asking a new Din. So the Gemara says as follows Tashma, Shemina Vichishav, I have a fat animal and I weaken it. I make it, I make it uh, less fat, less strong. So what's the Din? Says the Braisa, Mishalim Tashlume Kefil, but Tashlume Abba Chamisha Kein Shaganav. I pay both Kefil and Kefil and Dalad Vehei Kein Shaganav. So we see here clearly that Kefil and Dalad Vehei go Kein Shaganav. They don't go Kshasamad Abedin. So that's Kashan Rav. That Rav says Kefil and Dalad Vehei Kshasamad Abedin. So he answers the Gemara, Hasam Nami Mishum Daminu Le Malikat Lekula Malikat Lepalga. So there. So the Gemara, the reason why we don't do that is because there's a svara malikat lekula malikat lepalga. Now the basic understanding of that svara is that malikat lekula malikat lepalga means that the same way if I kill the entirety of the animal, I kill the animal and murdered it. Yeah. So none. Why? What price do I pay? What value of the animal do I pay if I kill it? The animal right before it died. So so too, I'm going to pay the value of the animal right before I damage it. We don't take the damages that you caused into account. Says Rashi a different story. Rashi says as follows. Rashi says, The Ganev actively made it less valuable. He actively weakened it. Either by overworking it or hitting it with a stick. So what's the din? So the Gemara says that's an exception. The reason you pay Kain Shaganav is because Malikat Lakula. Then Rashi doesn't explain. Malikat Lapalga, Hilkach, therefore, Mehai Shaita Da'achasha, from the moment where I started hitting it with a stick, or the moment that I started overworking it, right, that moment where I started being Machishit, says Rashi, Aschalalatricha, I started shechting it, which is astonishing, right? Obviously, if I hit an animal with a stick, even if I beat it to death with a stick, so besides being sadistic, I'm also not shechting it. I do that. So how we'll put it, number one, is that a person's only chayved out of a if he does a proper shechita. So now what? He beats the animal to death. So it's not nice. The animal's dead. The owner lost his animal. But the person who did it, the ganav, isn't chayved out of a so how could Rashi say that hitting it is considered like Tchila Now, even if you say that, right? So what would what, what, what do we say? You're right. It's not beginning the Maisa Shechita, but maybe you beat him up with a stick. And then at the end of the day, you shechted him, right? And there, that's part of the process, right? We could be very liberal with it. It's not actually the Shechita itself, but it's the starting of the process of Shechita in a poetic sense, because at the end of the day... You started decreasing his value by taking away his life until he actually sealed the deal by shechting it. But if that's true, so then, if he never ends up shechting it, so then that's not called tchila shechita. So if that's the case, if he never ends up shechting it, that's not called tchila shechita, because the shechita is dependent, the, the tchila tvich is dependent on what happens at the end of the day, in a poetic sense. So at the end of the day, he's never going to shecht it. That's mali katlapalga. Katlapalga is when I didn't shecht it. I only made it damaged. So if I need the end of the process to consider the beginning of the process, the beginning of the makil, to be considered like a shechita, so that I'm, I'm, I'm lacking that in a malikat apalga. I don't have any shechita whatsoever. I never ended like that. Now, that's number two. Number three is that, what am I chayiv dalad v'hei? I'm chayiv dalad v'hei for two different reasons. Either for shechita or for mechira. Mechira is also is a second option of a way for me to be liable for paying dollar to hay. So now, I hit the animal with a stick and I beat it to death. Says Rashi, that's the beginning of Shechita. So now, obviously it's not the beginning of Shechita, right? Because there's no knife here. I didn't hit it with the neck, I hit it in the head, I hit it in the belly. Whatever I hit it, nothing to do with Shechita. So, what's that mean? It just means that it's the beginning of of what? Of the process of the chiv of Dalad Vehei? So would we say that 
hitting the animal, machish the animal is the beginning of mechira. What do we say? Mali katla, mali machra kula, mali katla palga, lecharonat. Right? Obviously, it, the the actual hachasha is not the beginning of the sale of the animal. So, if I were to beat up an animal and then sell it, would we call that tchilas mechira? That's a little hard to hear. So the same way I can't say that the beating of the animal, even if I shechted it at the end, is it, I would call that what? Tchilas shechita? So what, if I beat the animal and sold it, that would be called the tchilas mechira? Very, very hard svara. It's hard to, it's probably impossible svara to actually believe. And therefore, I want to discuss with you different, uh, a different approach here. The different approach. In order to get to the different approach, I want to see in the Yisif. The Yisif I brought for you is in source 2. And the Yisif says as follows. The Yisif is a commentary on the Rif. Different Masechtas, we have different commentaries. Generally speaking, the predominant commentary that in Sukkah, the commentary in the Rif was the Ran. But in other Masechtas, we have different Rishayim names. On the Kama, we have the Namukha Yisif. The Yisif says as follows. So first off, he starts quoting Rashi. And he says as follows. From that moment, he started the Shechita. Now, continues the Namukha Yosef. Even if he would kill the animal by beating him up with a stick, he would never be Chayv Dalet Vehei for hitting him with a stick. Why? Because the only time you Chayv Dalet Vehei is if you Shechted it properly. Mikol Mokob, nonetheless, a chashazu, this decreasing of value, ketchila shchitahi, is comparable to the beginning of shchita, the afilu the manda amal ene la shchita ene la besef. I'm going to explain this means momentarily, give me a second here, but even according to the opinion that shchita only occurs at the end of the process, and therefore you only on the last amount that you shecht. Nonetheless, we don't go follow the significance, the importance of that moment based off what it was worth, what that last strip of the neck, because it's already in the Rather, once you're done shechting it, they're obligated on it retroactively. Based off what it was worth before the beginning of that process, before the beginning of the shechita. So therefore, so too, even if you shech part of it, then we go after its value from the onset. That's what the the Yosef says. And now let's try to break it down and understand what he's saying. So the Yosef brings a concept called Ein Shechita El Let's discuss what is shechita, how does shechita work, and uh, there's a machlikis and understanding of it. So, as follows. When a person shechts an animal, a person cuts through two different parts of the animal. He first of all cuts through the animal's uh, trachea, that's the windpipe, and he also cuts through the esophagus, that's the, the food pipe. Right? There are two different pipes, one for breathing, one for eating. Now, in order to shecht an animal, you have to cut through one and a half of them. Generally speaking, the windpipe comes before the esophagus, um, just in an anatomical sense. And therefore, a person cuts through the entire windpipe, as well as the esophagus. Yeah? Now, for a kosher shechita, you have to cut through one and a half simanim. <coughs> so now, when I cut through this animal's neck... And I'm only going to cut through half of its windpipe. So, I didn't do a proper shechita. Nonetheless, the animal's not going to live. So that means that when I'm shechting, I cut a little bit of the windpipe, half of the windpipe, three-quarters of the windpipe. Right now, the animal, if I was to stop, is going to die. But I didn't shecht it yet. Even I cut the whole windpipe, but I didn't cut any of the esophagus yet. It's still not going to die. It's still not going to die, but I didn't uh, shecht it yet. It only becomes a shechita... That's kshira, when I cut one full simen, the entirety of the trachea, and at least half of the esophagus. Now, that's true 
So now, how do I view this animal during the process of Shechita? So this is a machlekes in the Gemara. There's one opinion that says, Yishno Shechita Mechil Vatsef. The first opinion, that Shechita exists from the beginning to the end, means that the moment that the knife hits the neck of the animal and starts cutting, that's called Shechita. And I'm in a process now of Shechita from the moment that I start moving my hand with the knife on the animal's neck until I stop. That's all called Shechita, 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 Shechita the whole time. Now if I stop a Shechita in the middle, or I make a mistake in a Shechita, I stop that process and the animal becomes an Aveva, and it's also to eat. And if I finish that process, the animal is Shechuta, and therefore she's more to eat. That's the first opinion. There's another opinion that says, Ein Shechita There's only Shechita once you finish the act itself. What's that mean? That means that in order for me to have a shechita kshede, that means that I have to finish the job. And if I didn't finish the job up until that point, it's not a shechita. So what happens? I take a knife, and I start cutting an animal's neck. So I start cutting, cutting, right this point, I cut a little bit, so now I just damage the animal. I cut a little more, and now I'm halfway through the windpipe, there's no way this animal's going to live. So you know what this animal is? Right now the animal's in a vela. It's a, it's a Pashat And I keep cutting, keep cutting, keep cutting. I make it through the trachea, and I cut half of the esophagus. The moment I hit a drop more, and I do the majority of the esophagus, so now I have one and a half of simonim. I have one simon and the majority of a second simon. That moment, that becomes a maisa shechita, and retroactively, I view the entirety of the process like it was shachot. So even though on the crack... On the build-up to that state, it was first damaged, and then a nevela. Because I finished the shechita, the shechita, the end, made it that the animal is now a kshayra, and was always a kshayra. That's the opinion of ein shechita el that the end of the process becomes a maisa shechita. So that's what the, the Nebuchadnezzar means. We can read it again in size. So he says, da'afilu l'man da'amr ha'inu l'shechita el even according to the opinion that it only becomes a shechita when you've cut that last little bit, and it's only considered like, you, let's say, the tvich only occurs on that mashu achron when you hit that last drop of the esophagus to make it arrive. So then, nonetheless, we don't say, you know what, assess the value of the animal right before you cut that last drop, right? The value of the animal is really in a vela right now. And you cut the nevela, you cut the neck already, is worthless. He says, don't do that. You don't assess the value based on that time period. Why? The kvar ain't nevela. At that point, it's already nevela. Rather, when I assess the value of the animal, I assess the value of the animal before I started the process of shechita. So it, that's pashat, right? If we hold that ain't yesh no shechita mitchilavad seif and the whole thing halachically is viewed as one process, then obviously I'm only going to start my assessment from before the shechita. But here it only became a shechita at the end. And only at the end where it's already in a vela. There I say my shechita started and nonetheless, when does my assessment value begin? My assessment value begins before I started damaging it. Even before it halachically was considered a shechita. There says the Namuki Yesef in Cain, if that's true, even according to the Manda Amr, then ain't shechita alada b'seif. Then, kikal l'nami palga, l'ayinu v'chishas. Now when I damage it, azina b'asamikara. I can prove to you that I go after the, the onset. So now, that's, that's a very nice proof. Comes along, the Nemuki Yisif, and he says, you know what it means when it says, chalta l'shechita? Says the Nemuki Yisif, it means that it started the shechita of the ain't shechita alada b'seif. Meaning to say it's starting the process of hurting it, of damaging it. And the same way that when I damage it to a degree that I'm going to be chayv dalad vehei, even if that initial damaging is not part of the maisa shechita, so nonetheless, that doesn't make a difference. Why not? Because even if it's not considered to be part of the maisa shechita, we still see that the assessment value of the animal that you ended up shechting starts before you damaged it even irrespective of whether that was considered part of my Shechita or not. So that's what, that's what the Nebuchadnezzar says the Rashi means. Now, it's a little bit difficult, 
Number one, because what's Eschat Latvicha mean there? Eschat Latvicha means, it doesn't mean that you really started the Shechita. It's, a, it's like a, it's a colloquialism. It's a, yeah, it's a colloquialism. Eschat Latvicha means that you started the process of reducing its value. And the same way we see by Shechita, it's like an archetype for saying that starting the process of reducing its value results in paying the initial value before you damage it whatsoever. So to this is this is this is a, an expression of paying before the damages were done. It's a borrowed term. It's not Togashmak. Yeah? So that's one ha'ara that we would make already on the Namukha Yosef. Now besides that, we have a different issue, right? We know that even according to the Manda Amr, that in Shechita, another B'Sif, right? But she only becomes a Shechita at the end, by the Mashu Acharen. We know that what he's doing still, when he's cutting the neck, is an act of Shechita, right? No one's pretending that it's just you're damaging it, right? For example, I'll give you an example, right? There's Halachos of Shechita. You can't do something called Shehia when you're Shechting. You can't pause in the middle of a Shechita. You pause in the middle of a Shechita, so then the whole Shechita is Psula, the animal is in a Vela. You can't push down. You can't add your own pressure by pushing down on the neck. You have to let the knife cut. That's called right idrisa. So you can't be doris. So now, according to the Manda Amar, in Shechita and the all of these halachas apply before the Mashu Achron. Meaning to say that even though we hold the in Shechita and the nonetheless, it still has its significance to the fact that it's a Maisa Shechita. So the fact that I now can kick back the value of the animal to be its full price. In Shechita, even according to the Manda Amar, in Shechita and Al-Basif, does not tell me that, that regarding other things that aren't a Maisa Shechita, I go back to the initial value. That's not a good proof. I only have a proof that when I'm doing a Maisa Shechita, even if halachically that's not what's giving it the status of being Shochot, right, that's the distinction. I'm do, still doing a Maisa Shechita. You're right, it's not giving me a status of Shochot, but it's part of the Maisa Shechita. And therefore, if it's part of the Maisa Shechita, then I say the assessment goes back to its full value. But I can't see, even according to Muka Yosef, that if it's not part of a Maisa Shechita, how would I know to go ahead and say that I kick it back? That's supposition that I don't have a proof for. So that becomes very difficult in the world of Rashi, if that's the explanation. So now, let's go back. We have a Rashi that says that Katla Palga is the beginning of Shechita. We have a Nebuchadnezzar Yosef that says that it's a saying that like the Manda Amar in Shechita al-Basif, here also what? Here also you're going to be paying the value of the full healthy animal even though it's not part of the process of making it shakot. But we're asking, that's not really true. Because at the end of the day, it's still a Maisa Shechita, which is limited by Halachas of Shechita. So how do you know that something within, outside of the Halachas of Shechita would have that same principle applied to it. That's really our question on the Namuka Yosef. And in order to address this, I brought for you two different uh, opinions of the G'dayna Yachrinim. Yeah, one opinion is that of Ramesha Feinstein. You guys know who he is, Ramesha Feinstein. He lived in the Lower East Side. You know, grew up in Russia, Gadol Hador, Igris Meisha. He wrote Dibris Meisha also, which is my quote for you. The Dibris Meisha were less popular. I don't know why. Every every sefer has yet to deshmaya lack thereof. The Dibris Meisha, I don't know. They didn't they didn't make it. I'm not sure why not. But the Dibris Meisha, he says a swara here, and the swara is actually, you know, quite a beautiful swara. The swara is as follows. He says that really, when it comes to any time that a ganav does something to someone else's property. Yeah? So now, at this point, the moment that I'm a ganav, I have to pay you back for this, for this item that I took. And it's an animal, it's not an animal, I have to pay you back for the item that I took. Now, what if I, the ganav, depreciated the value of the item? What if I took an item that was worth 100 bucks, and I mistreated it, misused it, and I make it now worth 50 bucks? So now, says Ramesha, Obviously, he still has to pay the higher value. Now, why is that? To find that. At the end of the day, I could say, right? 
So the answer is, says Ramesha, that any depreciation that happened due to the Ganav is not considered depreciation. Why? Because the whole point is is that the Ganav caused me a loss. So now, very good, he caused me a loss. And because he caused me a loss by taking it in the first place, so now he owes me for it. So now that which he took is worth less, so he should pay me less? No. Why not? Because what's his claim? His claim is very good. It costs less now, and therefore I shouldn't have to give you the full price. So the owner could reply, but why does it cost less? Because of you. And why don't have it? Because of you. So therefore, anything that you, the Ganav, do to make it worth less, there, there, that's not, that's not considered like it's less regarding the Bailim. Regarding his obligation to the Bailim, the obligation to the Bailim is still full throttle. You, the Ganav, can't cause a depreciation value when you're the cause of the depreciation. If it happens on its own, that's something different. But if you, the Ganav, are the cause of the depreciation, so then... You, we don't take that depreciation into account. So that's, that's the principle of Ramesha. If that's the case, so how would we read the Gemara? The Gemara is Malikat Lakula, that you killed the whole animal, and there we know Tricha goes after the moment before the Shechita started, the Mesa Shechita started, even if ain't Shechita al So, So too, Malikat Lapalga, that if you cause the depreciation of the animal, we don't give that depreciation any significance. The same way that we don't give the depreciation of the Maisa Shechita any significance, even according to the Manda Amr, that ain't Shechita al so too we don't give the depreciation caused by the Ganav when he abuses the animal. We don't take that, you don't give that depreciation any significance. That's what it means. Askala means he started the depreciation. It was a Ganav, the Tvicha. Tvicha means a Ganav cause depreciation. A Ganav cause depreciation isn't taken into account because the Ganav himself is the one that caused it. That's how Ramesha learns Rashi. There's another approach here I brought for you from Shivan Shkop. Shivan Shkop was a Talmud, a Rav Chaim Brisker. He was a Rosh Hashiva in a place called Grodna. Um, and Rav Shimon in his Chidushim did make it. Rav Shimon also wrote a same for called Shari Yosha. And Reb Shimon says a different shot. Reb Shimon says that Bastin has the ability to adjudicate court cases. How does Bastin adjudicate court cases? Based off the column of the Torah. So the Torah says, you take an animal, you steal it, you shakht it, you pay dalad v'heg. So Bastin, you know, will stroke their beards and they'll say, okay, so what point do we pay dalad v'heg? At what stage? And you know what? Bastin's going to look at the Chumash and I'm going to tell you a secret. The Chumash doesn't tell us. Nowhere in the Chumash does it tell you when we assess the value of the animal for Dalad Behei. It just says you pay, right? Arba Tachas, right? Chumash Tachas Ashur, Arba Tachas Aseh. That's it. So now you're paying four or five times the value. Of what value? It says of Shimon, the Torah, when it gave its rules, part of how it gave the rules is that it allowed Bastin to apply the rules in the way that they seemed fit. And therefore, based in when it assesses the value of a Dalad Vehei, chose, elected to utilize the Mechaev of the Nezek at the time period right before the Nezekin actually started. That's when they elected, and it was logical for Bastin to go ahead and choose when to implement the fine of the Torah itself. So, if that's the case, as of Shimon, that's the Svar of the Gemara. The same way when it comes to Tvichel Mechiro, Based instead assess the value of the animal which was shechted before the shechita process started, right beforehand, before the depreciation was happened. So too, Malikat Lapalga, that when the Ganav is causing a depreciation, based in also, by the same logic, chose to assess the value of the animal immediately prior to when the damage started. And that's the Malikat Lapalga. So what's Tvicha? Tvicha is an expression. Tvicha, again, is an archetype, but a different archetype. It's an archetype to show that Bastin logically determined that the ideal time to obligate someone to pay for the item which they damaged after they stole it is immediately prior to when the damages took place. 
So that's that's Reb Shimon. So as in the world of Rav Misha, Rav Misha is saying a chiddush within the framework of how do we relate to a huzla caused by a ganav. A huzla by caused by a ganav is not something that we relate to regarding the chiyuve geneva. Rav Shimon is saying a chiddush in Beistin. Beistin determined to to to, to be guive the schuyas of Anizok at the time immediately prior to the Meisen Zikin itself occurred. That we know from Tvicha, and therefore it's in the Schala Tvicha, the Malikala Palga is a Tchilas Tvicha also, that it's the logical, the same logical application that we, we were given the, the, the Zikin immediately prior to when the damages started occurring. So that's two different approaches how to understand Rashi, and that's uh, pretty Gishmak. So that's, that's different ways to understand Malikat Lakula, Malikat Lapalga. That's all within the world of Rashi. That being said, now I want to go ahead and try to understand Chitas Tesis, both in Anapatimna um, Achakalt and Malikat Lakula, Malikat Lapalga, as well as try to kick it back into Rav of Karen Kain Shaganav and Kefadal Hekshasamad Abedin. Once we do that, we're going to try to contrast Rashi and Tesis. Let's see, there's two totally different approaches to how to learn the entire sugya. So, Hashem, let's try to do it. So, we're going to start with Tesis, So, he starts off bringing Rashi, because the Achasha is the beginning of the Tvicha itself. The Kasha the Ri. Now, the Ri didn't like this. Why? There's no connection between Shechita and Achasha. Because if you would kill it by beating it, then Avadi would be Chayv Dal Behei. This is what it means to ask. The same way when I kill the whole animal, I don't go after the value when it's dead. Why? Because I acquired it with a shinui. The enol shall nignov, and it doesn't belong to the previous owner. It belongs to the ganav now. After he made a shinui by shechting it, yeah. Rather, we go after the onset. when it still belonged to the original owner. So the reason why we go. After the value of before when it comes to Katlakulas, because I was kind of with a Shinui. So, so too, when it comes to a Chasha, we go after the value Meikara. Says Tesis, and therefore, it's the same din when it comes to a depreciation that happens on its own, even if the Ganav doesn't beat him up. The Mashalim can be that you pay from the onset, the mali kula, mali mesa kula, mali mesa palga. Because who cares if the whole animal is alive? Who cares if the whole animal is not alive? Because even when it died on its own, you should obligate the payment, like from the onset. When it was still belonged to the owner, and not after now. And now, when they said that Rab was talking about, let's say he's established, I'm talking about we wouldn't, we shouldn't be able to establish it on because at that point we're only talking about market fluctuations. That's one answer. The second answer is the month of the first being Achem. Malikat lekula, malikat lepalge. Kalim rafilam adamer in shkita lebesef. Even according to the opinion that the shkita only happens at the end. Kalim chayv dal vehein mashu acherin. You're not chayv dal vehein until the last drop. If you look hachilah zinim basal kishivus adai shaita. Fi mashu shava b'mashu acherin. We don't go after the value right before you shech the last of it. The mashu shava kudim shkita. Rather, you go the value what is worth before shkita. In Cain, if that's true, he cut the palge nami. Even when he kill everything. The Hainuay Chisha, meaning to say you lower its value, then you don't uh, go after now, you go after from the onset. And that really is the Nemuka Yosef. And that the Achorinim speak out that Rashi really is going, that I'm sorry, the second half of Tesis is going like Nemuka Yosef and Rashi. 
the feet times then, according to this opinion, the second opinion of Tesfus, we can understand the Rav is talking about a case of So now, let's go ahead and try to figure out what the first understanding of the Gemara is. Because it's really what's changing here in the world of Tesfus. Now, Tesfus says that according to his first answer, there's no diff- we can't include within Yikra Vizula. If that's the case, that means that a Hukashadamila really means that you should be clean machinally. Right? That it's the whole reason why Yukra Vizula can't include Hukashadamila because the animal changed. So I the animal changed, very good. So now it's not part of Yukra Vizula. It's not part of Yukra Vizula. The reason it changed it is a different price is not because the value changes, because the animal changed. Right? Whereas when the second terrets, that's not true. The whole point is I did an action, and now that you did an action, so that's what caused the depreciation value. But Hukashim and Mila didn't do an action, so therefore that could be included within your Kravizula. That's what this is bringing out at the end. But that means in the first answer, Hukashim and Mila is, is considered like there's a Shinya that was Kainan, and that's a Pella. Because usually, generally speaking, in order for Shinui to be Kainan, you actually need. A maisa, you need a maisa to, to do, to be clean with it. Here there's no maisa, it happened on its own. It's a shinu de mimela. And hukhesha de mimela. So whereas when it came to hukhesha, hukhesha I beat it up, and that's why it's kind of a shinui. I, I killed it, that's why it's kind of a shinui. Here, the animal changed on its own, I was kind of a shinui. That's a pella. That's mamasha pella. So now, let's, let's try to put together teisvis, a few different more teisvis in. And maybe through seeing other Tesisin, we'll get a cohesive understanding of what's going on here. So let's see Tesis to Ramaskal de Tanya. This is says, here we're talking in the case, the first case of Chushavi Shmina, where we say Anafatimna. So he says, Tema is astonishing. How in the world could Rav Sheshis ever think? That Rav is discussing a case where he says, How could he ever think that That would take away from the ability for Karen to collect. And from the words of Rav, the implication is it's coming to strengthen the ability to collect Karen and take away the ability to collect Kefodalabahe. Because what's the language? The language is, is Achia is we're trying to beef up the Karen, make the Karen better. And Achia means to give it life, to make it stronger, right? To, to benefit it. So how could that be? How could, how could Rav Sheshis ever ask the Kasha from the Braisa on Rav? The Braisa clearly is talking about a case which doesn't fit into the parameters of Rav. So here the Gemara says, we could answer, Achia doesn't mean ipui, it doesn't mean to change it, it doesn't mean to benefit it, it means to pay. And therefore, anything which you, is compensating for a lack of that which you stole or you, you robbed, that's called the achia. So, according to the thesis, is nothing to do with. Making something stronger, is purely a language of Tashlumen. That's number one in Tesis. Now, continues Tesis, Tesis says as follows Says Tesis, let's read the Gemara straight. The Gemara says, Anafatimna. Anafatimna means that I fattened it. The implication is, when it got fat on its own, then it goes kshasa mother bedin. You don't have this claim of anafatim nevaat shakalt. Well, if he's there, and if that's true, have you mentioned the ukmi milsa the rav kshnes mat That's true. Then rav who says kanun kein shagan of kevas al hekshasa mother bedin, you could apply even when it was in a spot to meyel leha. But they have it tzarich the ukmi biyukar vezula. The gemara would have to establish the case of dafka and yukar vezula. Uvihu, however, says Tosfos the fia emes according to the truth. Even when there was a pitum de memele, it got fat on its own, you didn't fatten them up. 
nonetheless, you still pay the value when it was skinny, even though you didn't do anything, even though the, the, the claim of anafetimna doesn't apply. It got fatter on its own, nonetheless, you pay the original value. The same way that if you stole a baby sheep, you pay the value of a full sheep. There the Gemara says very clearly that you pay kefal and based off the time of Geneva. Now, and there, we don't even say Shinui made a Kenyan. There, even though it's a Tzeven Asa'il, we don't say that since the animal is physically different, now you are the owner. That's not good. Why? You didn't do an action. It happened on its own. Rather, what's the reason? Rather, the reason is What the person has a claim. I stole a baby sheep. I didn't steal a fully grown sheep. I stole a calf. I didn't steal a cow. So all you can mechaiv me is up to pay for the what I stole. So hakanami says so too. When I when it got fat on its own, I didn't fan him up. It got fat on its own. I'm able to say what I stole a fat animal from you. I only stole a skinny animal from you. Therefore, specifically when it comes to yukra vizula, that's when the rav says kefal nad vehego after shasamad abedin. Because there, it's not relevant to say, what, I stole something more expensive? It didn't change. The animal's totally the same. The object is totally the same. So here, we see a massive Kiddush and Taisus. This is telling us a Kiddush that when before we said that you pay the value of the Karen when uh, it was a Pitam and a Mela, Meaning, we had a problem that on one hand it says that when you killed it, there's a shinui mice and therefore you're cleaner. And we asked, when it comes to a shinui de you're not cleaner. So, how could it be that that shinui is a reason why you're going to pay Kain So, it comes along to this, and he tells us very simple there's a swara. There's swara's at the door of I didn't steal a fully grown animal. I didn't steal a fat animal. I stole a skinny young baby. So, I pay for a skinny young baby. That applies even by Yochashadimela. So what do we see in Tosfos? So far we see in Tosfos a few nukudas. Nukuda number one is that Achila Karen Kain Shaganav doesn't need pikoach. I mean the language of Tashlumen. Number two, you can never be mechayiv someone who steals something for any change in the animal whatsoever, whether you actively cause that change or whether that change happened on its own, because the Ganav always has a claim at the Tulagon so now if we're going to plug that in with thesis that we saw already in Gufa, Amarav, Ken, Kain, Shaganav. So we're going to come up with something very interesting, right? What did Rav say there? Rav said, according to thesis, that where's the Chiddush of Ken, Kain, Shaganav, Kefal, Dalad, Vahey, Kshasamad, Abedin? The Chiddush is in the Kefal, Dalad, Vahey. That really the Ken, Kain, Shaganav is like the Din of the Mishnah of Kola, Gazal, Misham, Whereas, when it comes to the Chiddush of Rav, the Chiddush of the Rav is Achil Karen Davka Kain Shaganav. When you mash them the Chisorun, when you make a Tashlumen, when you're Achil Karen, you make a Tashlumen, you mash them the Chisorun Davka of the Karen. But the Kefal Dalad Vehei, that's Keshasa Modabedin. That's how Tosas learned that the Chiddush was in the Kefal Dalad Vehei. The Pashta says everything goes after the time of Karen. And there's a Chiddush in Rav. That Tafka the Karen is Achia, but the Kefal Dal Vehei is Kshasa Madabitin. Now, that, if that's the case, let's, let's, let's try to go ahead and show you that everyone here is going the Shitasam. Everyone here is saying it's a cohesive approach. So, now, according to Rashi, the baseline assessment, like we saw on Samach Dalad on Vez, of every payment is really Kshasa Madabitin. And really, every payment should go Kshasa Madabitin. Whereas a baseline payment of Tesvis is that every payment should really be Kain Shaganav. That's the baseline. The Joshua of Rav told me differently that no, don't make the Kefal Dal Vehego Kain Shaganav. They should be Kshasa Madabedin. So the starting point in the world of Rashi and Tesvis are two different starting points. According to Rashi, Achila Karen means beef him up. Beef up the payment of the Karen. So when do you beef him up? So then that, that only is relevant to beef up when there's a Zula. So when the value of the item went down from the Shasa Geneva to the Shasa Mother Bedin, there the Din of Achia applies. Beef it up. Make it more valuable. Right? Empower the Karen.
Otherwise, if it's not empowering the Karen, then you keep it. According to Tesis, Achila Karen means make a tashlumen, be mashlim the chisara that the Karen lost, that the Karen had. So if there was a yukro and the shasa mother bedin is higher, so then you pay the current value. But if it dropped, so then if you pay the lower, the current, the current value, you're not making a tashlumen, you're not making a shlomo. So you have to pay the higher value. Achia, keep the higher value of the Karen itself. According to Rashi, Karen is straightforward. You pay the value, kshasa mother bedin. Kefil, when do you pay kefil? That's a payment which includes the Karen and the Kefil together. It's a singular payment. It's a singular payment. Yeah? And how do we know? Because why is the baseline? That makes no sense. Really, I should pay everything, at least the Karen from Shas Geneva, because that's when the Siba Sachiv happened. I have to give it back from Shas Geneva. The Chidishes know that the Torah says, there's a new form of payment that comes when the based in sentence he was adjudicating you. And therefore, says Rashi, you pay Kefil a singular payment, whereas according to Tisvis, Karen comes, the Kefil happened, that's obvious, it has to be. That has to be. That's super, now, why, so what's, what's Gishmak? So Rashi is the Shitasi. Rashi, the baseline assessment is Kshasa Mada because it's a unique payment that comes about, Dafka Bishasa Mada And therefore, the Chiddush is that sometimes we'll relate back to the Karen irrelevant to the Shasa Mada Bedin, or relate to it in the time of the Kain Shaganav. Now, that's true with Kefil and Dalad Now, this is very Gishmak. We saw before, we asked originally, that Rashi on some of Bez Amad Bez brought a Pasuk. To tell me that a Gaina Minaganav is Potter, but what's he Potter from? From Kefil. We asked, how come Rashi doesn't bring a Pasuk to tell us that he's also Potter from Dalad Vahey? It's also in the Mishnah. So we brought it to his Chadoshim, the Tishchadoshim says that if you're Potter from Kefil, you're also Potter from Dalad Vahey because Dalad Vahey and Rechman of Gimel Vadalad. We need to say that the Kefil is part and parcel of the payment of Dalad Vahey. But the way we expressed it before was that. It's a technicality. Ba'etzem, you could pay Gimel V'dalad. But since Gimel V'dalad is not the means of the, it's not the way the Torah expressed the payment plan, so therefore we don't have you to pay a Tashlumen, which is a vile Tashlumen, since the way that you would go ahead and pay it is not the means through which the Torah expressed the payment itself. That's how we learned it up until now. But now that we're coming and saying, no, there's a singular payment called Dalad V'hei, and there's different composite parts, so an Ampata from Kefil... I can't make the singular payment of Dalad Vahey. The payment doesn't exist anymore. It's not a technicality. There's no such payment. The singular payment of Dalad Vahey is a composite part called Kefil that I'm putter from. And maybe I don't need a Pasuk. It's Pasha, why not? Because there's a Ptur and Kefil. A Ptur and Kefil, there's no Chai of Dalad Vahey. There's no payment to the singular payment of Dalad Vahey. It's Mamash Kaftav and Ferech. It's Mamash Beautiful. In the world of Tesis, it's the opposite. That's um, everything. Kefil means double the Karen. The Karen comes out, Keshasa Geneva. The point of Achia means pay the Karen, pay the Chisoron that your Geneva caused. Beautiful. Now, the, the whole idea is to pay the Karen, the Kefil that the Karen caused. The pay the, the Chisoron, I'm sorry, that the Karen, the, the Karen caused. So how could I ever go ahead and pay Dalvei differently? That's the Kiddush. Achia, the Karen, Dafka. So why Dalvei at a separate time? So says the Rosh. It's Muslim established. Why? Because when's the Chiv generated? Keshasa Madabitin. So there, there, Attack makes sense why you're paid at different times. So that's Mamish, Rashi, Gemara Rashi Tesis, each one with a totally different way to understand the Chidush of the Gemara, the discussions in the Gemara, and each one's going the Shitasai. So now I just want to make two Ha'aras here. Ha'ara number one is in the world of Rashi. Tesis says that there's a claim. Once we get to the Gemara in Samachim and Bez, when we see Tlevenasa Ayel, there's a claim called Tur Gondominach, Dechur Gondominach. So, Rashi told us now, on the top of Samachem and Aleph, in Chusha Vishmina, that, I'm sorry, the next one, in Mishani Mishum Da that Pitim de Memele is part of the, the, the case of Zula. 
Now, if that's the case, if Pitum Namela is part of Zula, that means that the Dinavrav also applies to Pitum Chushad Vimela. To be more accurate, Chushad Vimela, the Dinavrav would also apply. So I want to know is that true of the Maskana? Is that only true in the world of Rav before you get to Samachayim and Bez? Or is that true in Rav even after Samachayim and Bez? That's a question I would like to pose. It's not 100% clear. I have two thoughts about the matter right now. And I'll say as follows. Things we saw already. Number one, according to Tesis, Tebemaskal Malikat Lakula, if you learn the Svara of Malikat Lakula, like the second approach of Tesis, that it's telling us that even if you learn the Inchita of the Besef, that you're still going to be Machayev, Kshasa Geneva, Kshasa Yoyker, because you're Chayev before the Maisa has started. So then, Chusha de Mamela can be included within the Din of Malikat Lakula, Malikat Lapalga, because there's not a Maisa there. You didn't do anything. So, so it's the same way that Yukra and Zula later on. Doesn't have a tour of Malikalakula Malikalapalga, so to Khushadamila won't have a tour of Malikalakula Malikalapalga, because there you didn't do anything to cause the loss. And that turns to speak out explicitly. The Mesa Rashi goes like the second approach. So Rashi's understanding of Malikalakula Malikalapalga would not inhibit him from being able to say that Khushadamila is considered a part of Yukravizula. But it's not a proof that he holds that way either. You just have the ability to. But the Mesa, Rashi and Samachdan Ramadbeis, Rashi tells us that when we say Karen Kein Shaganav, Rashi says Nimganav Behima V'Hukashel Huzla. That Rashi passed us talking about Maskana, right? Why is Rashi only talking about depreciation? The Gemara, at least, right in the first stage of the Gemara, the first three stages of the Gemara on Samachim Aleph, whether it be in Anafatimna Malikalakula. Or even Yukra Vizula, the first stage brought a case of Yukra, right? We didn't know that it only went in one direction. Only after we get to the fourth stage of the Gemara, the Gemara says that Rav only meant in Zula, right? So Rashi only brings Hokasha Vuhuzla. The implication is that Rashi is talking the Maskana, nonetheless he says Hokasha, implying that Khush de Mimil is also considered within Yukra Vizula. Now, whether you, maybe, yeah, maybe not, but I think that, uh, I think it's a fair Ha'ara. Number two is in the world of Tesis, in the world of Rashi. So now Rashi is a Gishmak. Rashi is a singular payment. There's one payment called Karen. That's if you're, if you're Muida on your Geneva. There's a second payment called Kefil. Kefil is a double payment. It's a payment that's comprised of two separate payments together, and that's why it's called Kefil. It actually makes a lot of sense. And then there's a third payment. That third payment's called Dalad That Dalad is a singular payment that's comprised of four or five parts. It also makes a lot of sense. Why is it called Dalad because it's four or five composite parts to a singular payment. In the world of Tesis, Kefal, Dalad, Vahey, Karen, they're all different payments. They come about at different times. It's not like this. When I pay Karen, I pay Karen. Now, I also have a payment called Kefal. What's Kefal? Kefal is double the Karen, but it's not true. They're coming at two different times. They're coming at two different times. One one time is coming at at Shasa Geneva, and one is coming at Shasa Mother Bedin. So I'm not being clear for the Karen. I'm not being clear for the Karen. According to Rashi, they're coming at the same time, so it's a careful. It's a, I'm paying twice, I'm paying two at the same time. According to thesis, I'm not doubling anything. I'm actually paying two totally different payments. Salamai, what's Kefal mean? Kefal means you pay you pay a double payment. You make a double payment of what? Of the animal. You make a double payment of the animal. Good. So now what's Arba V'chamisha? Arba V'chamisha means I pay what? Four or five times? Four or five times again of what? Four or five times of the Karen? Again, it's not true. I pay four or five times. No. The Arba V'chamisha will leave me Stein V'shalosh. The separate payments. That's difficult, right? In the world of Rashi, Arba V'chamisha is Geshmak. There's four composite parts to one payment. So I call it Arba V'chamisha. 
According to Tesfis, Arba B'chamisha really is just an additional two payments. So, in the world of Tesfis, there's something called Keren, a singular payment. There's something called Kefal. Kefal means what? Pay twice? It's a double payment. And then there's something called Arba V'chamisha. It means that I, I, I pay what? I pay four or five times the value of what? The Keren? That's not true. I pay... The, something separate than the kefal. Part of the Arba V'chamisha is the kefal also, right? So really, the Arba V'chamisha is just adding two or three. So what's Arba V'chamisha mean? The, the, the totality of all of my payments together equals Arba V'chamisha? So then why is that a different expression than kefal? Kefal shouldn't be kefal. Kefal should be shtayim. I should pay shtayim, not kefal. Kefal implies that I'm paying a double. I'm paying twice. I'm paying for the animal twice. Arba V'chamisha means I'm making four or five payments. There's just not a word for that? I don't know. It, it, it bothers me. The nomenclature in Rashi of the Knossos goes much better. I think it's Ha'ara in the world of Tesis. I don't think it's a Piyachov. I think it's a strong Ha'ara, a preference for Rashi. So next week, Emir Tashem, you know what? Let's maybe... Maybe let's read through the Gemara once, Tavra Vashasya. And the next week, we're going to start breaking it in. We'll read it once just to, to start again. Our feet wet. Amir Tashem next week will, uh, will Mamish jump in because this is a massive sugya. There's a there's a Ketuyis and there's a Nesivis and there's a Reb Chaim and there's a Remation and there's a Vukhanan every, everyone talks about this. Mamish hard but let's just see what the Gemara itself says. So the Gemara says we're really Kika Rav when Reb Rav spoke B'yukra V'zulu to Ka'amar he talked about a case of market price fluctuations. He asked the Gemara Hechi Dami what's the case if we're saying from when you stole it, it was worth one, and when you got sentenced, it's worth four. So, and the dinners you still pay one. Are we going to say that Rab disagrees with Rabba? Because Rabba has a mimra. A person who stole a barrel of wine from his friend. From the onset, it was worth one, and at the end, it's worth four. If you break the barrel or you drink the wine in the barrel, you pay four, like its current price. It vermemele, but if it breaks on its own, mishalim zuzal. You only pay a zuz, so it's a kashan rav, because rav says, karen kein shaganav, and yet you're paying four for the karen in the case of tavar vishasya. So kikama rav says, the gemara, no, it's not shver. When rav was discussing, karen mikara shavya dalid, the same shavya zuzal. Rav was talking only about a case where from the onset it was worth four, and at the end it was worth one. Karen Kein Shaganav. In that case, we pay Karen Kein Shaganav, which is the higher price of four. And So, next week we're going to dissect this. We have the structure. You can go ahead and start the sugya. And looking forward to continuing.